0: Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
2: It is time for one of our favourite segments each and every Saturday where we get to, uh, you know, just um, speak to absolutely legendary New Zealand athletes, coaches, administrators and uh, sort of uh, drop our jaw at uh, their amazing careers. It is our Saturday session legend segment in association with Somerset. I think legendary here thinks Somerset Retirement Villages. Uh, no retirement for this, like, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, 50 years, the only, and the only man was still with a professional pro licence in his chosen sport. That, that, that's mind-boggling, especially when you consider it's professional sport, triathlete, Man, extraordinaire. Only a, a 12-time New Zealand Iron Man champion around uh, Taupo. Uh, two-time uh, runner-up at, at the uh, iconic Kona event. And, of course, Kona's going on at the moment. Uh, Grant, I, I'm sure you'll uh, mention that a little bit later. I know you want to highlight someone in particular now in, uh, in another segment. But we are thrilled to welcome into the programme Mr Cameron Brown. Yes, uh, he joins the show. Cameron, thanks so much for joining us. Do we find you well?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I'm all good. Uh, just, uh, just down in Christchurch at the moment. So, uh, yeah, enjoying the sunshine down here.
2: Let me guess, you've been out for a ride or a swim or a run this morning. You've already done more than most.
1: Uh, Yep, yep. No, just a uh, a light training down here at the moment, just trying to get some uh, fitness back. I've had a five-week break, so um, needed it after a a long um, international season. So looking forward to trying to regain that fitness again.
0: Cameron, it's great having you on the show here uh, today. Thank you so much for your time. I I come from uh, uh, someone in our family who uh, is real uh, triathlete, you might know him, Dr. Dan Plews is who has been on the show, and I know he has competed in Kona, but tell me about uh, the triathlon as sports. Uh, it's it's a bit of a drug, isn't it? You wake up in the morning and you feel like you have to do something, because there's so much to do. Um, how well planned yeah. out are your weeks, and, and how obsessed are you with the sport? Uh, yeah, I think I'm probably a little
1: bit obsessed, because I've been doing it for over <laughs> thirty five years now. So... Uh, but yeah, it's just a, a love and passion for you know keeping fit, and, and um, you know, I've been lucky enough to have it as my job since school, and, and uh, it's been um, a great journey, and um, you know, still trying to
2: do what I can to, to keep fit and, and um, keep
1: up with the younger guns.
2: Yeah, incredible career, uh, triathlon, then stepping up to the Iron uh, Man, uh, you know, the more sort arduous, of longer uh, event for the uninitiated. I want to take you back to that first race It's School by the Sounds. Um, Grant's referred to it's a drug. Did you remember it vividly, and and were you were you hooked? Did did you get it quite a fix after that first race?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was you know, I was trying to um, get your head around three disciplines. I'd always come from a sort of a team sport or um, tried a few individual sports, but uh, trying to combine the three individual sports of swimming, biking, and running is is pretty difficult. And back then, you know. It was still relatively new, and um, you know what we know now. You know, there's been a lot of uh, technological um, advances in, in aerodynamics and science and nutrition, and uh, so all those things have helped, and, and people you know just continue to get faster and faster, and we just keep seeing that every year now. Um, you know, athletes aren't probably really that much better. It's just the uh, the bike has just got incredibly quick and, and yeah the, the advances in the aerodynamics on the bike has just um, made things you know, very very fast
2: did you throw all the other sports to the side from that time did you did you start yeah, to specialize
1: yep straight away yep yep i sort of uh, you had to because it was uh it was uh, pretty pretty hard to um you know you, you were trying to do three sports at once and um you know you, you cannot have really any other hobby besides uh, what you were doing with triathlon, so uh, it took up a lot of time. And, um, and, and you know, when you, you're full-time, it's, it's a full-time job, so, you know, 40 hours a week of training and, uh, and then, you know, trying to, um, you know, look after your sponsorship as well. So, um, you know, probably 50-hour weeks um, every, every week. So it was uh, very, very demanding.
0: Uh, Cameron, tell us about Kona. Obviously, Kona is one of the more rigorous races in the world, if any sport you're battling the elements um how tough is it one training for kona but then actually the event itself
1: yeah it's, it's mind-boggling really until you actually you know, get on the island and see what it's all about the uh the conditions are um you know pretty horrendous the, the course itself is beautiful and stunning and, and you know relatively easy really but uh, when you put the Humidity, you know, eighty, ninety percent. The the wind it can blow a absolute gale out there. Um, you know, you've got the two massive volcanoes that the winds channel through, and and um, yeah, when it's sort of uh, forty degrees out on the lava fields, then yep, she's uh, pretty pretty hot. And um, you can be oh. there in your best conditions. But, um, it can, uh, you know, just watching the women's races of the first year that the the, the two races are being separated. We had the the women's and uh, a few of the age group men racing yesterday, and then the um, Professional men will uh, race on uh, Saturday or Sunday, um, and uh, and a lot of the age group men. So um, it's a different year this year with the two separate races. But um, you know they've gone from sort of when I first started, 1500 to 2000 athletes now to sort of nearly 5000 athletes. So there's no way you can get 5000 bikes on the pier where all the transitioners hold help. So uh, the separated races is um, yeah, it's sort of a must now.
2: Well, logistically, huge changes as a result is the sheer volumes of, of competitors. You, you've obviously, you know, had podium finishes, two seconds, a couple of thirds, if I'm not mistaken. But if we're talking about the nuts and bolts of the racing itself, how much has that sort of evolved, uh, you think, uh, for, from the, the time you were competing and, and getting on podiums? Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you look at time-wise, you know, the,
1: when I was first uh, racing, you know, I think I did um, 8 hours 45 in my first um, well, podium there, second place. Um, and, you know, the woman yesterday went uh, 8 hours and 34 minutes or 33 minutes. So, And the men, you know, are now what they were doing 20, 30 years ago, 8 hours 20 to, to win, 8 hours 30, are now going 7 hours 50. So, as I said, the advancements and yeah. technology and wow. the bike, you know, they're going sort of 20 to 30 minutes quicker on the bike. The swimming and running is pretty much stayed the same, and uh, athletes are pretty much running those same sort of times as what they were. But, you know, now, instead of going, you know, four hours 30 on the bike, they're they're going four hours and nine minutes is, I think, the record now. So quite incredible.
0: Yeah, Cameron, obviously, uh, back in the day, it sounds like the sport has advanced so much. Was there a chance that you could be, Poor at one discipline and good at two, or good at one and poor at two, and still get a, a decent placing. And now you have to be good at all three. How's that progressed in terms of the the disciplines?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you'll always have your athletes um, that will have their you know their, their best. Um, well, Cam Worth, who rides for the uh, Team Anyos. Um, uh, he's a professional cyclist, and uh, he held the, the course, record of four hours and nine minutes on the bike there uh, three years ago. So he's he's racing again this year. He's, you know he's been riding in all the great, grand majors uh, of cycling this year, and that uh, you know put it in perspective. You know he, he still doesn't get off the bike first. You know the, the, the last year, I mean, sorry, three years ago when he raced when the last race was uh, held in Conus because of the, the pandemic. Um he, um he was still sort of five, six minutes behind, you know, Andrew Beno you know, coming off the bike. So even though you're the world's best, uh, the, the triathletes are uh, still, still pretty good in, in their three disciplines. So uh, And yeah, you pretty much have to have no weaknesses, you know, it's uh, a yeah, few minutes, but uh, those guys at the top are um, world-class in, in all three disciplines of, you know, swimming, biking, running.
2: How far out do you sort of, Tailor your training for it. Of course, all all year round, you know you're involved in sport, but specifically for targeting Kona, if you can explain to us, we'll never get anywhere near it, and sort of watch with shock and awe at what these uh, these individuals put their bodies through. How do you tailor um, a training regime to be ready?
1: Yeah, I mean, some athletes have the luxury of you know training a year in advance because they would have qualified early. You know, there's um, yeah, fifty Ironman races around the world where you can qualify, and there's so many spots per age group in every race. New Zealand Ironman in, in March has um, well, uh, around about fifty to sixty slots, and then you know each age group, depending on how many athletes are in there, you know, we'll get uh, there might be you know, a couple of spots in each age group, so it's very very hard to qualify. So, uh, uh, and then you know some the, the last. Um, sort of date that you can qualify is, I think, August of this year. So some athletes might not even know they're going to, to Kona until the last sort of two or three months. But yeah, they'll, they'll be preparing and trying to get ready, their body ready for for that race. Hopefully that they qualify. But um, yeah, some some as I said, some athletes might have 12 months of notification, and then others might have three months. So but uh, most athletes, you know, they're in uh, pretty good shape uh, all year round, and uh, you know. It, it, the southern Hem- hemisphere athletes we pretty much do back-to-back season you know i've been doing back-to-back season since i was a 15 year old so um you know you're always ready to race and uh, there's no excuses really
2: yeah so so you always feel like you know if they 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 change the date on you, you you always felt like no matter what time of the year that you could you could get through it at a pretty high level
1: oh, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah i mean there's it's always, you know, the second uh, Saturday in October oh, Hawaii. Oh, man, it's, you know, it's October every single year. Uh, this year, we've had two World Championships because of the backlog and the pandemic. You yeah. Know, being able to raise uh, Hawaii for the last three years, you know, since 2019. So, we actually had, you know, another World Championships in uh, Utah this year, which Christian Blumfeld won. And uh, he's, he's the favourite. Uh, the Norwegians, there's two of them. They're the favourites for, uh, for, you know, tomorrow's race as well. So, uh, but, you know, like the women's race yesterday, Chelsea Sodaro, who uh, only in a second Ironman, uh, won the race. You know, she had the race of her life and beat all the favourites. And, but, you know, Daniela Reef, who uh, from Switzerland, who's won the race, um, I think, five times. So, uh, you know, you, you can't really, you can be a rookie, but uh, if you have mm. the race of your life, then uh, you can come, come out on top, that's for sure.
2: Cameron, how have you maintained discipline? with your lifestyle over all these years to be to be ready to go all year around when you know your mates might be nipping off to a wedding one weekend boozy wedding lots of fun or you know off jet skiing I don't know what your mates do you do Cameron you know how have you maintained that discipline What what is the what is your key you think uh
1: yeah I think just a you know, love and passion for the sport, but... You know, sometimes you you do have to um, make you know, compromises and and not do silly things. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't go skiing. Uh, you you wouldn't go water skiing or snow skiing because the risk of um, injury is too severe. And you know you, you can be out for you know six to twelve months if you did something serious. So um, when you you know it's it's okay if you're just uh, uh, doing it for fun. But when you're a professional athlete, it's uh, all those little risks can weigh up and and uh, so. Uh, yeah, those are the sacrifices you have to make, and um, sometimes it's hard. But uh, yeah, and um, yeah, trying to go go to bed early when your uh, mm. others are out partying, you know, is never easy. But uh, yeah, you've just got to make those sacrifices, sacrifices if you yeah. want to be the world's best.
2: A lot of text messages you don't reply
0: to.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> not after nine o'clock. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Okay, Cameron, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I only did it for, you know, probably uh, a decade. You've done it for 35 years. Um, with the sport, the, the impact on, on friends and family, it's it's quite a sacrifice. That must be quite tough um, while you're doing the sport.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, I was, I was away for uh, three months this year by myself, training and racing. So, um, you know, you get very, very homesick and you miss home, that's for sure. And uh, New Zealand will always, always be home. And, um, but, you know, being a, a Southern Hemisphere athlete, you, you've got to compete overseas. Um, you know, it's one of those sports that um, is very, very you know, it's massive. In the, well, it's massive everywhere now. You can do a tri- triathlon, or Ironman, uh, pretty much on every continent and uh, any place. So, um, but yeah, you know, you, you've got to make the sacrifice to go overseas if you want to be uh, top of your game. And uh, Europe or the States are the so the key destinations that you have to prepare and and you can't, you know, really training for, through through. A New Zealand winter is, can be done, but it's very, very hard, and so you've got to got to go to a warmer climate and conditions that um, you know, will uh, advance and help your training.
0: Cameron, for those listeners that don't uh, know about the race, it's a 3.8-kilometre swim, it's a 180-kilometre bike, and then it's a 42.2-kilometre run. So arguably, I mean, does it crown the world's fittest man and woman? Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. It's uh, yeah, you know, you're swimming in um, 27, 28 degree water temperature. Uh, it's a beautiful swim. You know, you'll see turtles and dolphins oh. out there on race day. So it's uh, that's the, probably the nicest part of the uh, the day. What, what, you, see what you, you see them? You see
2: them.
0: But you're actually yeah. aware of them. Yeah. You're aware of them when you're yeah. out there. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: there's <laughs> um pods of dolphins come through on race day and just training. You know, I've seen many many times uh, during training. Uh, when I've been up there, you know, pods of dolphins will come through. Uh, and then once you get on the bike, it's you know just straight through a lava field and set to uh, the island has uh, fourteen thousand uh, feet volcanoes that the winds tune through and uh, just incredibly um, you know when the winds blow it's uh, gale force and uh, the first one or The second year I was up there two thousand one when I got second you know, people were getting blown off their bikes the, the you were riding you know you had to lean into the wind the winds were so severe and uh, that's where you know the, the Times and the race can differ every year because when the winds, when the winds blow at that rate, then um, you know, the bike times can be you know 20 minutes slower. Um, and it's yeah, it is a challenging bike, uh, undulating the whole way. And then once you get off that bike onto the run, um, you have a section along at Leahy Drive, sort of uh, 16 kilometres, and then bang, you're out into the lava fields again and uh, out to a, a place called the Energy Lab, where. Um, temperatures you know get recorded at 40 plus degrees out there and wow uh, you, you have 10 kilometers back home after that and uh it's just survival you know watching the race yesterday quite incredible you know you can be uh feeling great at, at you know uh, 10k to go and then another k down the road if, if you've missed you know your nutrition at some point then it'll come back and haunt you uh, so it's nutrition is the fourth discipline of the race um pacing as well but uh um, it's almost sort of a time trial out, there, you know, athletes. If they don't look after themselves, and, and um, you know, you've got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And if you go off at trying to follow some other athlete, then uh, you will pay for it. And uh, when you do pay for it in Hawaii, it uh, comes back and hits you twice as hard as any other race. You know, when the conditions are cooler and places like Kailua, then you know it, it's not so uh, difficult. But Hawaii is just absolutely sheer hell. Um, you know, lucky the race up there. I think some 15 times and. Um, had some good, good races and some great races and then uh, a lot of uh, yeah <laughs> races that uh, you nearly ended up in hospital. You were you know, so severely um, dehydrated and, and just absolutely everything taken
2: out of you. Yeah, just the, the strain on your body. But what about mentally? When you're on those lava fields and it's 40-plus degrees, do you, do you sense yourself going a little bit barking mad at times? You know, it actually sort of keeping your head in the game? I, I, I'm just trying to get my head around, sort of, you know... Do you dream of Wellington? <laughs> dream, yeah, dream of yeah. three degrees at that stage. I'd imagine the mental strain is just incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, when th- things are feeling good out there, then athletes just, you know, when they you see the winners and, and, you know, you get on an adrenaline high and uh, you know, they, they just sort of when, when athletes win there, yeah, they just seem to get carried through the race and when you're uh, suffering out there, then it's just absolute sheer pain for you know two, three, four hours. And uh, as I said in Kona, you just absolutely fall apart. And um, you know, reading so many stories on you know Instagram today about athletes racing yesterday, you know, so many of them just were in the best shape of their lives. And, and um, but Kona mm-hmm. is, a, is a different beast. And you know, they were very, very humbled after it, and uh, a lot of um, sacrifice to. Know, to get that fit, but it's, it's a different, totally. different
2: race than any other race out there in the world. They got coned, you might argue. They got coned. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think I'm right when saying you're, you're the first 50-year-old male in the world to still be racing with a pro licence. So what's next for Cameron Brown? You, how, how much longer have you got at that level, you think? Or at the level uh, you've been oh, operating the last few years?
1: Yeah, it's getting harder and harder. You know, my body just... You know, I've, I've, uh, picked up another calf injury last week just you know I had five weeks off well you know I kept active and and try to keep the body ticking over but the injuries just keep coming so um, uh, you know hopefully I'll be running in another week but uh, yeah it just gets harder and harder and the body uh, just doesn't recover like it did when it was a 30 year old so um, I think yeah probably next year will be uh, yeah it will be a little bit easier and and probably uh, (laughs) maybe racing Kona as an age group I think maybe.
2: Right, so what have you definitely got on the cards then, you know, as far as events? Uh, oh, you know,
1: what, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah Taupo 70.3 in, in December yeah. and, uh, and then New Zealand season and, um, yep, hopefully uh, another um, uh, few
2: races overseas for sure. 12 and counting, 12 and counting. Uh, b- beyond those ones, are there any other races or events that you, that you have on a, on a bucket list? Yeah, yeah i i did that this year i went to europe and
1: uh did probably one of the the biggest races in the world um challenge roth which uh you know has sort of two two hundred thousand um spectators watching you and it's just an iconic race in the world it's quite incredible and, and then um after that i did uh the Alpe d'Huez triathlon which um Probably, probably just like another Ironman really it's not the same distances but it's uh, you know you, you, the last uh, part of the race you, you actually climb up out the which is a, you know, a 1,800 meter uh, altitude um, 20 kilometer climb and um, and then I did another race which is pretty much the hardest race in the world which is uh, the Embraer Man, which is a full Ironman distance but you uh, have something like 4,000 meters of vertical eleva- elevation in the race and, um, Again,
2: <laughs> one the, wow! Uh,
1: one of the Tour de One of the uh, Tour de France climbs, of Col is, which is a twenty-five kilometre climb as well. So uh, there were three bucket races. I was able to pick off, and I won't be going back to them because they uh, they bloody hurt. So, <laughs> they <good> do.
2: <laughs> Love that! Tick that box. Never going back. Not interested. Yeah.
0: Uh, hey, Cameron. Uh, last, uh, lastly, uh, from you. I mean, we can hear the passion in your voice about how. Much you love the sport. Um, when you, you step away as a professional, you're still going to be involved in some capacity. I mean, I know that triathlons can go on uh, a, a little bit longer. I think there's the 60 age group as well. So, um, you know, is it something that you're going to keep competing yeah, in is or it keep coaching involved what, in? What is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've just, um, I'll be coaching the St. Kent's, um, I'm head coach of the St. Kent's um, school program for next year. Uh, so, oh, I'll nice. be starting that job in, uh, in a week's time. And, uh, you yeah, know, yeah, there was an athlete um, that just lives near me, um, Warren Hill, who finished Hawaii yesterday, an 82-year-old, and um, he finished in, I think, 16 hours and 15 minutes, which is just an incredible, oh my God. incredible time for a, for an 82-year-old, and um, he, I think he crashed three years ago, so this was redemption for him to, to go back there and finish the race, and I think he's, he'll be watching his son um, compete on, uh, tomorrow tomorrow. Um, so it's quite funny you know as, as the, the father you know an 82 year old finished the race so pressure on his the, the son Paul to, to um, buckle up and, and, and have a good race and finish and yeah quite incredible you know some of the athletes that uh, get on the start line and finish this thing it's uh, quite amazing so I've yep, still got a lot of passion to get out there and train and race and uh, I won't be giving it up that's for sure
2: Fair to say to those St Kent boys listening right now uh, your uh, advice to them get ready to work alright Cameron, yeah. simple as that? Yep. You've
1: got to, you've got to have fun. I think that's why I've kept in the sport for so long. You know, you've got to enjoy it and uh, respect the the uh, what you do, and, and uh, but just have fun, and uh, you'll stay in it for a long, long time. It can be a, a lifelong sport.
0: You've been warned, Saint Vince. <laughs> load up on your electrolytes. <laughs> I think it's going to be a busy, busy summer.
2: Brilliant stuff. Kevin. thank you so much for shedding some light on Kona. It's an extraordinary um, you know, event, shedding light on, on your career. We, we hope the calf clears up nicely and you're back competing at, at full tilt and you can tick those boxes you want to achieve before uh, you, you sort of move on, even though I, I detect you're going to be involved uh, in, in this sport probably all of your days. Thanks so much for joining us here on ECNZ.
0: No worries. Hopefully, Thanks a uh, lot, Brent Cameron
2: Curry
1: and uh, Carl Smith, and uh, uh, look forward to you know, looking forward to them watching and, and, and racing tomorrow and uh, and uh, flying the Kiwi flag for us.
2: Yeah, well said. Thank you so much, Cameron. Appreciate your time, Cameron Brown, All joining right. us there. Just twelve-time winner of the New Zealand Ironman, two runners-up, and three or two third-place finishes at Kona, um, and uh, as he rightly does point out, a couple of Kiwis we can keep a close eye on um, when the men's race goes tomorrow.